0: So continuing to read from the Glorious Nectarian Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 6, Text 25.
1: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo vasudevaya.
0: And again, chapter six is on or regarding the conversation. Between Narada Muni and Vyasadev. Text twenty-four.
1: Matirmai mai nidbadhyayam na vipadhyayata kahichat prajasaga rodipi sneeches anugraha. Matir mai nidbadhyayam na Kahichit prajasa jani rodipa smritis Matir Mainibadiam ni kahit na prajasa gani rodipi smritis chamad anugraha. And word for word.
0: Matir is intelligence. Mai devoted to me. Nibadya engaged. Iyam this. Na never. Vipadjeta separate. Karchit at any time. Praja. Living beings, sarga, at the time of creation, nirode, also at the time of annihilation, api, even, smriti, remembrance, cha, and, mat, main, anugrahat, by the mercy of. And the translation here is intelligence engaged in my devotion cannot be thwarted at any time, even at the time of creation. As well as at the time of annihilation, your remembrance will continue by my mercy. Purport, devotional service rendered to the personality of Godhead never goes in vain since the personality of Godhead is eternal. Intelligence applied in his service or anything done in his relation is also permanent. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said that such transcendental service rendered unto the personality of Godhead accumulates birth after birth. And when the devotee is fully matured, the total service counted together makes him eligible to enter into the association of the personality of Godhead. Such accumulation of God's service is never vanquished but increases till fully matured. And that last line, and I think it's also in the second or third line, it talks about the accumulation of service rendered to God and the fact that you never lose it. And at some point, it should increase to the point of maturation, which means if you really think about it, anyone who is listening to this now in the United States or later in the United States and then as it goes across the world On Mayapur Dam TV, and other countries listen to it, you must understand that if you are able to hear from the nectarian scripture of the Srimad Bhagavatam, you've accumulated some really wonderful service in your past life. But then you have to remember not to get too caught up in what you were in your last life and what you did. The point is, you were here now, and it's up to you as to whether or not you stay on this path and continue with this transcendental, with this accumulated service to the Lord. Because at some point, if we are all very lucky, our service credits or the accumulation of seva matures at some point, at which time we are able to be in the association of the Lord. And if you want to think about it a little bit further, realize that at some point you have been in the association Of the Lord. We've just lost our way. And just because you lost your way doesn't mean you can't find your way back. I was thinking of, I was trying to think of something yesterday to to share with my niece, and I was trying to make a point of it. And the point is, it was about life. That's what it was. We were talking about life and all the things that are going on right now in the world. For some, it's a major distraction. For others, you know that it is not only a major, it's a minor distraction. If you keep your focus on the path of your devotional service, you will not be so perturbed by things that are going on in the material world and realize there's higher goings-on or higher service and higher intelligence that we can apply right now to what's going on. Anyway, what I was explaining to my niece about life is that wherever you are right now is because you put yourself there. Ultimately, even if someone else had some impact, the final decision is yours as to where you are in life. And I told her, or I asked her to just vision, just pretend like she is a, she's writing a movie. She's putting a movie together, except the fat, except for the fact that this is her movie, this is her life, and however she wants it to go, she can direct it in that direction. But she has to have a foundation, a sturdy foundation to build it upon. And there's no sturdier foundation to build your life upon except that foundation in relation to the Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the ultimate supreme truth, the super, super truth. So I was explaining that to her so that, you know, sometimes if you've not experienced things, you let other things really take you off a path or really send you into a conundrum of feelings. but staying on the focus of this text right now. It is important that we understand that any service that we do in this lifetime continues in the next lifetime. Wherever we stopped off, wherever it cut off, it starts back over again it's at the time of annihilation and it's at the time of birth or it's time of the it's at the time of birth and at the time of annihilation wherever you were you'll pick right up where you left off and i think about that when i look at little babies it seems like they're so in tune to another world and they actually are it appears as they're much closer to the lord when they're coming into the world because they've had his association in the womb, to some degree. Because ultimately, however that fetus forms and becomes whatever it is going to become, the Lord has an upper hand in it. And also we do, based on the things that we do, it accumulates, it manifests and I was thinking about some of the great personalities in the scriptures that have reincarnated or that have left one body and gone to another. And I thought about a couple of them. I thought about Chitraketu's son, and I thought that's a really good... Uh, time to share, and then I thought about King Bharat. I thought about him, and forgive me if I'm not on point at every uh, part of this story when I tell it, but to the best of my knowledge, I'm remembering After reading it a couple of times, is that King Bharat was a very highly intelligent, pious, strong, wealthy, all the positive affirmations of a personality. He was all, he was positive. He was a very godly person. And as time went on, King Bharat realized that at some point he was not going to always be the king. He was not always going to have the palace that he had or the empire that he was over or his wife or his children during the course of time, he was going to lose those things. So what he decided to do was, he decided to renounce them. The wife, the family, all of his worldly goods. And he goes out into the forest to meditate. Because he realizes that that is actually the best thing that he can do at that point in his life. Anything else would have been on a material level. How he was living, he was just going to die, having gained nothing for the next life. So he went into the force to meditate. And he became maybe to some like a common person, but he really wasn't. But he was behaving like one. He was accepting the food, whatever he could get from the forest, whatever he was able to eat or drink, he took it. It was a very vast difference from the lifestyle that he had before, but that was okay with him because what he was doing is everything that he had. He would offer to the Lord. He would sing. He would chant. He would be praising the Lord. And he enjoyed this. He enjoyed this a lot. He was really understanding how wonderful it felt to have that communication with the Lord. While he was near a river, meditating, chanting, there was a doe. And as the song goes, doe a deer, a female deer. There was a doe. Doe, and a pregnant doe. And while the doe was trying to get water from the river, trying to get a drink of water a lion was close by and it roared so loud and so heavily that it scared the doe. And in the process of the doe running away, she dropped the baby doe or the baby deer that was in the womb. So what happens is King Brat notices that the baby deer is floating down the river, so he catches it, and he cares for it. Long story short, he begins to care very much for that deer, whatever he did, the deer was doing with him, to the point where that deer became a part of his life. And some people that have never had a pet can't see how a pet could replace a human. And there are certain relationships that continued that are today, that exist today, that existed many, many years ago, where sometimes a pet served the capacity of a friendship, of a human. But that's not really the point. The point is it's possible because this deer was actually a living entity. Sajiva had a heart. So, everything that pretty much the man did, the deer had the capability of. Eating, sleeping, mating, defending. The only difference between us and most of the animals is that we're two-legged and they're four-legged. Anyway, getting back to the doe and the relationship that Barat had with the doe. As time went on, Barat continued worshiping the Lord and the deer Begin to take on a life of its own and it wandered off. And keep in mind that all this time, Barad is getting older, as is the deer, but it was very noticeable with King Barad. So he's looking for the dough because he's missing it. It's like, here I am, I'm doing my, my chanting, my offering of, uh, food to the Lord and where's the dough? So he becomes so disturbed that he's traveling on this really dangerous ridge of land. And what happens is he falls. And he falls as he's falling. He's close to death because he's injured himself to that extent. And as he looks up, as he's leaving his body, the deer is right beside him. So in the next life, the deer is his focus at the time of death. He becomes a deer. He's very fortunate because the Lord has given him the knowledge to know that at some point in his previous life, he was a king, gave him all the remembrances. The Lord does that. The Lord has the capacity, the capability of giving us remembrances and forgetfulness when necessary. But it was given to Barat in the form that he was of the deer, And instead of him going through all the nonsense of what an ordinary deer would go through, he realized that he had a wonderful relationship with the Lord. So he did all the things that might have appeared normal as a deer, but he was a highly elevated soul. And at the time of his death, he left his body, and he became a very saintly sage, Jada Barat. Long story short, we have the capability of, after rendering service to the Lord, with the understanding that it's not one of those give-and-take relationships, we're rendering service to the Lord because that's what we want to do. And at some point in time, depending on the relationship and the extent of one's maturity, In transcendental service, the Lord will give you the ability to remember who you are. And you also have the capacity and the ability to be part of the Lord's entourage at some point. We can't say all of us were, but we were all in the company of the Lord at some point. Maybe not the person next to him, shoulder to shoulder, but we've been in the company of the Lord. And fortunately for some of us, we've forgotten it. If we had not forgotten it, we would remember how wonderful things were in this in Krishna Loka and compare it with where we are right now and wonder why we ever left. So actually it's a good thing sometimes that the Lord doesn't give us remembrance. But there are pleasant things that he does do when he takes away some memories and he gives us forgetfulness. That is to our advantage point also. Because we've had many, many bodies, we've probably not always been on the devotional path, and we've probably not always tried to be perfect. So in some situations, it's great we don't know who we are, but... If we continue our transcendental service, and that transcendental service can be whatever service that you're capable of rendering to the Lord. All of us cannot all be good at one particular thing. Each and every one of us has a specific capacity to do something very, very well in the service of the Lord. And I always go back to things that people think are menial like cooking, washing the pots, keeping your temple of a house clean, helping to keep the temple clean, serving their lordships on the altar, or doing any type of service in the name of the Lord. You're offering your service to the servant of the servant of the servant. Krishna doesn't need anything from us but he enjoys the fact of his devotee serving someone else for whatever their need is in the association of serving the Lord. That's important. When we understand at some point that everything that we're doing, everything that we've seen done in life has been done before, and depending on the path an individual takes, maybe they live out their lives as um, movie stars, as great professionals in some particular field uh, in the economy of the world. And they end up at the point of death of leaving their body without developing some spiritual connection, some transcendental service to the lord it's also understood that in the latter part of our lives if we're fortunate enough to get to that point the latter part of our lives what is it 40s 50s 60s 70s when we get to that point we should be focusing our attention on developing a relationship with the lord if we haven't already done so in our life in the earlier part of our life, we should be giving the remainder of those years to the Lord. Now, to most of us who've had really interesting lives, uh, financially, uh, well-kept lives, it's... um, Sometimes it seems boring to give your service to the Lord, but what people misunderstand is that whenever you render service or give service to the Lord or the servant of the Lord, your life gets better. You have a sweetness, a a feeling of joy, of bliss in your life that nothing in a bottle or a, a medication Bottle or, um, something from a bar, anything, nothing can match that transcendental, loving, blissful feeling when you develop a relationship with the Lord. Some of the people that are listening now started their relationship with the Lord when they were children. Most of us started a little bit later in life, like I did. And I never would have imagined That at this point in time in my life, in 2020, that I would be here in Dallas serving their lordships as a devotee of Krishna. Never would I have imagined this. And if I think about the life that I had before, I thought it was a pretty good life. Really thought it was a really good life. Did not have the concept of the Lord then that I have now. And I considered myself very intelligent. But over the years, in my time especially here, and even before I came here, I was serving the Lord. But as the years have gone on, And I've continued this relationship with the Lord. I now understand that there's nothing out there that could match this. You think that when you're serving the Lord, things are boring. He's the most fun, most fun personality that you could ever have a relationship with. And the nice part about it is in your relationship and serving him and not expecting anything in return just serving because you want to serve, you put yourself in the position of somewhere down the line being in the Lord's personal association. Should it be your goal in life? Not necessarily. But if you continue on the path of goodness instead of passion and ignorance, when you continue on the devotional path in the mood or the mode of goodness Eventually, at some point in one of your lives, if you're very fortunate, the Lord will allow you to have association with him and you'll begin, also if you're fortunate, to have memories of what it was like before you came to this material world. And also... He can even take away the unpleasant things that have happened to you that you cling to in this world. We can have that done now before we leave our bodies. When you develop a relationship with the Lord, when you take instructions from a bona fide spiritual master, he connects you with the Lord. Do not ever minimize the relationship between a disciple and the spiritual master. It is a very important relationship because at that point, you're beginning to rise in knowledge. If you're really giving your full attention to the understandings and the teachings of the spiritual master, you begin to understand That this world is not your world. You're not a part of it. You just happen to be situated in it right now. You've had many, many bodies before. And at this point in life, you understand that there is a much higher personality that you've had. That you've been in the best of best relationships in another world. And that the way to get back there is by becoming a servant, by serving the Lord. And yes, again, you serve the Lord by serving a servant of his servant, of his servant, or doing some type of servant, service to the Lord. There's a, um, sometimes I get off on a tangent. And I go completely out from the topic. So let me bring it back again because there was a topic in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. And I think it's the 29th text that makes a reference to this relationship. And that's the... uh Relationship that one has when you've developed transcendental service with the Lord. Mm, and the second chapter is, well, it's a wonderful chapter, it's the contents of the Gita. Summarize.
1: So let's see, second 29th text. Oh, the Shloka. Ascharyavad Pasyata Kaschit Inam Ascharyavad Vadati Tateva Kanya anya Anyashnanoti Shudvapi inam Vedana Cheva
0: Kaschit some look on the soul as amazing. Some describe him as amazing and some hear of him as amazing. While others even after hearing about him, cannot understand him at all. And this is about just listening. Part of the uh, characteristics of one that is attaining transcendental, um, gravitating toward transcendental service. Some people who are inclined to hear about the soul may be attending lectures in good association, but sometimes owing to ignorance. They are misguided by acceptance of the super soul and the atomic soul as one without distinction of magnitude. And what that is really saying is at some point you will realize that you are part of, part and parcel of the Lord. You are an individual Shiva, entity of the Lord. You are not just this body. You understand that you are a child of the Lord, that you have had various dealings in different material bodies, but you are not of this world. You are something much greater. And if we are fortunate enough, again, to understand this concept, we'll realize that we actually gain something by understanding this. This kind of frees you up from trying to be like the next person, the next person after that. We're totally individual. We all have our different individual abilities and they all come together as part of a family does. When a family pulls together, all of the unique characteristics come into play. Those are things that we don't realize sometimes is that we're living our lives. We think it's all about us. But when you grasp a hold to the knowledge that this particular culture, that particular culture, that particular culture, they're just names. We are all connected in a magnanimous, magnificent way. We are not these bodies. We are part and parcel of the Lord. We understand or try to at least understand the Lord because even the demigods do not completely understand the Lord. We have an opportunity to understand him to the extent that we realize his love is so much greater for us than we have a love for him. And when we develop that love to some degree, loving the Lord, that is the most unique relationship we'll ever have in our lifetimes. Long story short, text 24, our intelligence. Intelligence engaged in, it says, my devotion, of course, the Lord's devotion, cannot be thwarted at any time, which means that it can't be tossed aside or taken away at any time. Even at the time of creation, when you're coming into the world, as well as at the time of annihilation when you're leaving the world, whatever essence of spirituality or spiritual consciousness or transcendental service that you have accumulated, it doesn't go away. Your remembrance will continue by my mercy. And again, devotional service rendered to the personality of Godhead, never goes in vain. Since the personality of Godhead is eternal, intelligence applied in his service or anything done in his relation is also permanent. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said that such transcendental service rendered unto the personality of Godhead, accumulates birth after birth, and when the devotee is fully matured, the total service counted together makes him eligible to enter into the association of the personality of Godhead. Such accumulation of God's service is never vanquished, but increases till fully matured. So because we are very fortunate, any of us that have the opportunity to read from the scriptures, you're very fortunate to be able to read it. And on the next level, you're even more fortunate to understand it. And the point that I'm making here is that it is always a privilege, a very humbling privilege service to be able to come here and read from the Srimad Bhagavatam and to share a part of me in reading the scriptures The times are now where we're not so able to see one another, but at least we're fortunate enough to be connected through computer, through radio, or whatever the other different ways of connection we have. What we must understand at this point in our lives is that, in particular, we are not these bodies. We're spirit souls. Whatever's going on, in the universe, all around the world, it's going on. It does not mean that we have to be a part of it. As a matter of fact, our part is to continue to chant, to read more, to have Krishna katha, to have association with each other, to try to raise the level of energy in the universe. That's our role in the process. And I'm speaking generally, but those that are listening understand there are different things that are going on in the world. I'm not gonna speak so much on it, but the point is it is not ours to deal with. Now, if we're in a situation that's different, but we have a higher calling And that's to help people understand who they are and what their relationship is with the Lord. And when they understand that relationship and they really appreciate it, you'll see the direction of the world pivot in a different direction. And that is my desire and wish that the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hari Rama, Hari Rama. Rama, Rama, Hari Hari. That energy will be felt and spread all over the world, regardless of who we call the Lord, for those that are uh, calling the Lord various names, and he has many, many names. Our understanding is that we are one together, and that power, in a positive direction, will definitely Change the direction that the world is going in. So I'll end at this point. Uh, and if there was something that was misquoted or not exactly pronounced in a certain way, forgive me. My my apologies. But I always enjoy having the privilege of coming and speaking from the scriptures and learning in the process. So. Srimag Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Jai Shri, Shri Rara Kalachanji Dam Ki Jai.